You are listening to our Refinery Church podcast. Each message is from our most recent weekend service located on our downtown Brea campus. We hope you are encouraged and strengthened from today's episode. Now for a timely message from Pastor Jared Wagner. But we can be real too. You know, we live in a, a fallen world and so sometimes we have a day where we're feeling down. We're feeling depressed or we, we have anger, fear, confusion, suspicion. But God wants to turn our hearts up and put our eyes upon him. And these things, right, are, are real, the struggles of the world, but so is God. And God is greater than these struggles that we face each and every day. The Apostle Paul stayed connected to the unchanging source of joy. He stayed connected to Jesus Christ even in his struggles. I love the Apostle Paul. He wrote this book of joy. He had such a, a positive attitude, looking to the things of the Lord, trusting in God and all things, but he kept it real too. I mean, there are other books where he said, I'm, I'm suffering, I'm struggling here, I, I'm in pain. He didn't deny the fact that there were issues going on in the world, but he just said, God is greater. And God is in your life. And so maybe you're here. There's been times where I've come to church, you know, and, and, and you're trying to worship and everybody else is worshiping and you're going, man, what do they have that I don't have? They just look like they're full of joy, loving the Lord. But I'm not feeling that. You know, when we go through the series about joy, joy, rejoice, joy, God is good. You might be going, okay. Like, I, I see it in Scripture, but I also want to know and experience that joy. And that's my prayer through this series, that wherever you're at in that spectrum, filling your, your gas tank with joy, maybe it's full. And that's awesome. That's the place we want to be, where God wants us to be, and then it's even overflowing to those around us. But sometimes it's like on, on red in our car, it, it like has this beep, this noise when you're down low on gas, and it's just like makes you stop, like, what's going on? Oh, we need gas, right? And, and sometimes we're like that in life, that we just need God's filling, and, and we need the joy that only he can give. Paul, at this time, was in prison. As, as you know, this was a prison letter, and, and he was in prison wrongly. He was being persecuted because of his faith in spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so here he was in this setting, he, he didn't know how it was going to end. He even wrestled in the first chapter. He said, I'm not sure if this is going to end my death or if I'm going to be released to continue to minister. He said, but if I die, that's Cain. If I live on, it's for the, the cause of Christ. But he wasn't sure. Like, this was a real issue and, and a, a real persecution that he was going through where there could have been fear and anger and, and just anxiety. But what he emphasized was God in his life and the joy that that brings. So he had his joy tied to something greater, to someone greater than circumstance. He had his joy tied to Jesus Christ. First chapter, he said, I am a person full of joy. And part of that, he said, because of your partnership in the gospel. He said, you know, it brings me joy that you're a fellow believer in Jesus Christ and you're spreading the good news as well. And I, I feel that like that with you. It's like, I'm so glad that you love the Lord, you know the Lord, and you're helping people come to know him as well. That's a joyful thing. Your life loving Christ. And then he goes on and he said, well, I have joy also because in jail, the gospel is being preached. As Pastor Kelly said, he said, I have the opportunity to preach to a unique crowd that I wouldn't have otherwise. And guess what? 
what has happened to me has caused other brothers and sisters in Christ to be stirred up to share the gospel. So my heart, Paul speaking, is to see the gospel spread. And because I'm in here, it's actually spreading more than maybe if I was outside. So he was rejoicing, rejoicing that God was working good in all situations, working good in his situation. And I want to encourage you, God is at work in your life as well. However, the the struggle might be, however you're feeling, God is working and he's working for good in your life because of your faith in Jesus Christ. This morning, we're going to pick up where Paul was finishing, explaining the struggle that he is in, the persecution that he was facing. And he told the church as well, he said, this isn't just my battle or or what I'm going through. He said, you, because you're a follower of, of Jesus Christ, will be in a situation where people are coming against you as well. So Philippians chapter 1, verse 29, he reminds him of that. He says, for it is granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. This is a promise as well. We like a lot of the other promises, right? But, you know, the promise, if we follow Christ, there's going to be some, some suffering. You know, and, and this idea that it's granted to us is, is sort of strange, But it's wonderful because God works in that. And I remember the disciples one time, they were being beaten, right, for Christ's sake. And they went away rejoicing and say, whoa, like we're we're in the club. Like we're, we're legit. And sometimes it's a sign that we're legitimate, that we're truly out there following Christ and being a light in the the darkness. So Paul made it clear at times, because you're a citizen of heaven living on earth, you'll find persecution in your life. You'll find the world coming against you. But he also made it clear that the junk that comes at us isn't coming from God. And he also makes clear in these verses we're about to read that it shouldn't come from one another as believers in Christ. We get enough from outside the world. Inside the church, it should be different. The fellowship of believers should be Different. So Paul reminds us in these verses where joy comes from. He said, I have joy and you should have joy because God is continuously filling our tank. God is working in your life. Even if you don't always see it or feel it, God is at work. And he said, there's joy in that. You know, as a pastor, it's like, well, that's what the pastor is supposed to say. You know, if you have Christ, you have a, a continuous, ongoing major league reason for joy in your life. It's always there because Christ is always there. And he said, you can experience too joy as you're filling others' tanks. God is filling your tank continuously. And as you're using your life to fill up other people's life with goodness, then that brings you joy as well. When you share the attitude of Christ as you're fellowshipping in in his body, in his church, joy will be in your life. Yes, We're going to deal with hardships and struggles and persecution. But yes, God is for us. And greater is he, right, that is in us than the one that's in the world. God is good and God is great. So he brings their attention. He said, you're going to find persecution. So you're a follower of Christ, but look at what God is doing in your life on a continuous basis. Focus on that and rejoice in that. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. 
It says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, this word if can be changed to since. Since you have encouragement from being united with Christ, since you have comfort from his love, since you have common sharing in the spirit and tenderness and compassion, he's going to say there's something you need to do with that, what God's pouring into your life. But he first says, look at what God continues to do for you and the joy that comes in focusing in on that. We don't deny hardships, right? But he's directing their attention on what God is doing in the midst of it all, right? And, and so he's telling them, look, you're, you're united as a believer. You're united with Jesus. You have a relationship with him that doesn't break. And there's no breaks in the line of that. It's continuous. God is loving you. You're forgiven. You're in error. You have the heavenly blessings just pouring into your life. You know, when you have Jesus, like he's always there. He's always working for good on your behalf. He's always looking. How can I encourage them? How can I lift them up? How can I show compassion? How can I care? How can I bless them? That's continuously going into our tank. We need to realize what God is doing every single day. Yes, things come against us, but God is for us. We share that reality of God's constant work and his constant care and strength. And he's saying, look, you have the Holy Spirit. There should be great joy for all believers because we have in common the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. Jesus even said, it's good if I go away because the helper, the Holy Spirit will come. I always thought, well, I would like Jesus to hang around. (laughs) I'd want to see him. But he said, no, it's better if I go than the helper will come We have in common the Holy Spirit that dwells in each of us, who is our help, who is our counselor, pouring into us day after day, moment after moment. There is joy in the constant flow of God's tenderness and compassion that comes from him. Do you realize that sometimes we're so caught up, right, in the struggles and the trials and the chains and the things that we deal with, things that are coming at us, that I think we lose sight that God is at work in our lives every day and every moment. And the Apostle Paul is saying, church, look at the continuous flow of God in your life. It wasn't just, okay, you came to Christ for salvation and that's it. There's a disconnect and I'll meet you in heaven. Oh, God's saying, I'll be with you every step of the way. You have great reason for joy. Don't lose sight of what God is doing. We have, again, opposition coming at us from the world, but we have God who is always for us. And on the basis of that, then he challenges the believers. So what are you going to do with God pouring into you? He's saying that should cause you to act in a certain way to other believers. God's filling your tank. And there's so much joy from that. But take that joy, that filling, and use your life to fill other people's tank. What's your attitude and actions towards fellow believers? There was an issue of some sort going on in the church. And so Paul's addressing this, and he's saying there's, there's some kind of internal conflict, there's opposition, there's potential for division within the church. He's saying it's expected outside from the world, but it shouldn't be happening inside. 
between brothers and sisters in Christ. And so he explains that the church should be different. Refinery Church, for example, should be a place where you come and, and you're built up, you're loved, you're encouraged, that maybe the week tore you up a little bit, but you come here and go, okay, I know the brothers and sisters in Christ are going to act the way that God wants them to act, and that's going to be an encouragement. That's going to lift me up, but also I am that instrument for them as well. And what a, a beautiful, joyous place. You know, the Apostle Paul is saying the outside world sometimes will attack. But the body of Christ should be an embassy in the world. When there's an embassy in a different country, and, and you're from maybe our country, and we have an embassy somewhere else, well, you can run to that place and go, okay, I'm protected now. This, this is my people under my laws. And whatever was going on outside, now I'm on embassy grounds, right? The, the church should be like that. Whatever's going on in the world now, okay, God, I'm in your walls. And I'm in your kingdom. And I know your will is done on earth at this place as it is in heaven. Experiencing a foretaste of heaven. I believe that. I believe that, that the church should be an environment where you get a foretaste of what heaven's going to be like. And it's a sweet and healthy and good and joyful place to be. So he's saying, take what God is pouring into you every moment and pour it into others. Philippians chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. Joy is experienced when we fill each other's tanks. Then make my joy complete, he said, by being like-minded, having the same love, being in one in spirit and one in mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others. So he lays out saying, all that God's putting into you, now you be an instrument to put in other people. God's filling your tank. Are you filling the tanks of the people around you? The people in front of you right now, the people behind you. When you come to church, we think of God, but are you thinking of other people as well and how you could be a blessing to them? The Apostle Paul said, my joy is complete. My joy is full when I see you treating each other the way that God wants you to treat each other. And as a leader, I know Pastor Kelly, when you see the people of Refinery loving each other, serving each other, sacrificing for each other, you're just going, this is good. This is joyful to see God's people interact as they should. He said, functioning with one accord, one mind, the same love, abiding together in this deep, loving unity. Are we unified? Are we, you know, I say it's okay to fight in church, fight for unity, (laughs) the Bible says. That's a good fight to fight. I thought of how we're together, right? We're one body. That's the reality in Scripture. We have different roles and different functions. We're one, and Jesus is the head of the body. And I thought of conjoined twins, or some may have heard of Siamese twins. It's two separate people, both unique, joined together physically and needing to be able to function in a healthy way as they are one. I, I saw a, a reality TV show with conjoined twins, and one of the twins wanted to go on a date. So talk about a third wheel you know, situation. But the other right part of the, the twins, the Siamese twins, had to learn to sacrifice. 
And so they, they were talking and dialoguing. They were saying, okay, this is like really awkward, but it's not just about me. <laughs> you know, we need to work together and I need to think about the other person that I'm joined to, right? And we, as God's people, need to consider the interest of other people. You know, we are one. We need to see how can we love you? How can I make what I'm doing and saying in my actions good for you? Am I considering your life as well as mine? That's what the Apostle Paul is saying. Think about others and what you're saying and what you're doing and how it can bless them. So this is the environment that he's saying joy will thrive in. When we're not living in a way that's about us, but we're living in a way that's about God's glory and the good of other people, right? Serving one another, building one another up, strengthening each other, encouraging and sacrificing for the good of other people. Apostle Paul said you got to evaluate, evaluate your motives, evaluate your actions, and nothing should be done with selfish ambition. It shouldn't just be about you. And I thought, hey, we've all been in church long enough. And sometimes we, I, and us can be a little bit like that if we're not careful. And we have to check ourselves. Maybe someone said, well, I give more. Show me your tithe, you know. So because I give more, I'm entitled more to kind of have it my way, maybe, right? Or I'm older. I'm younger. I have more to offer than you do, right? Or I know best. All these things that we think, well, I feel like it should be this way, or I want it this way. The Apostle Paul said that's not an environment for joy when our hearts and our attitudes are like that. When it's about maybe I like this thing a little bit more personally, but I know they like this a little bit more. And you know what? My joy will be seeing that happen. Well, no one said hi to me today. Well, I'm going to say hi to 20 people today and find my joy in that. Right, serving and loving other people, not the my way or the highway. You know, I, I'm going to take my ball and go home. There's a lot of good churches around here, so I'll just cruise over there and see if they do what I want, right? That's not the environment of joy. Right? Anybody like Burger King? There's a few still around. Sure. I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm kind of in the middle somewhere if I'm hungry enough, right? But they have this motto, have it your way. And sometimes we can have that attitude as well. Where Burger King, I could have it any way I want. Well, church, we want it God's way. Right? Frank Sinatra, I like this song. It's catchy. And I did it my way. I want my song to be I did it God's way. Right? And we, and we did it God's way. I, I thought of a picture of when we come with the right attitude, the Christ-like attitude, we fill someone's tank, and we, we come with selfish attitude, we sort of take it away. So there can be joy. How many of you know if you went to a gas station and someone goes, I got your tank this time, you'd be like, yeah, you're filling my tank. And how many of you know if you went and got a, cu a cup of coffee and it came out and someone was siphoning the gas from your tank, you'd be like, dude, like, I just paid 100 bucks from that, and you're helping yourself, right? Hey, are, are we filling someone's tank, or are we taking that away? Are we filling their joy? Being like Christ wants us to be, or we uh, somebody that's dragging somebody down? It wasn't just the Apostle Paul, right, that said not only to look out for your own interests, but look out for others. Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. 
do to others what you would have them do to you. What a joyful, wonderful place it would be if we truly live out these verses that Paul was talking about. I want us to go after that. I know Pastor Kelly wants us to have that heart as a church. And and we've experienced that type of joy when we see God's people sacrificing and serving and doing so much. And we've seen it in you. I mean, I love it. It's like one of the blessings of being in the ministry is like you get to be a fly on the wall, right? You get to hear some of the things going on during the week, like, oh, that person called this person, or they blessed them with this, or they went and helped them, or they text them, and somebody coming like Elijah to do our, our lights, right, during the week. Now you know, but you wouldn't have known if I didn't say anything. Just people coming and serving and loving and doing things for God's kingdom and doing things for you. You know, the setup out there, Dino and Frank and some of the people that's come and, and really love the Lord and love you before you even get here, before you even see what they're doing. How many of you, quick question, we're going to read our final verses. How many of you want to be like Jesus? Raise your hand if you want to be like Jesus. Okay, good answer. Good. <laughs> I was thinking, what if like two people raise their hands? Like, okay, we're going to have to re-preach something, right? We want to be like Jesus, it's kind of maybe easy to go, yeah, in church, I'm, I want to be like Jesus. But let me read these verses that Paul put out as an illustration. And he said, I want you to be like Jesus. I want you to have his attitude. And look what he said. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset or attitude as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being, found, being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. This is Jesus Christ, the eternal one, fully God. And look what he did. The, the Apostle Paul saying, you want some motivation? You want the perfect example? You want to know what to go after? Look at what Jesus Christ has done. And look what he has done for you. Jesus never ceased to be God, but he laid down his divine rights and privileges. Jesus did not focus on himself. He thought of others. He thought of you. Jesus didn't keep his privileges for himself, but he used them and paid the price that you and I might be well. It is well with my soul. Jesus made himself of no reputation, so our, our reputation before the Father would be good. Wow. Jesus became a servant. He came to serve and not be served. Every breath we have, God has given us. That's a gift from him. And yet he says, I've created you. I've created all things, but I've come not to have you serve me, but I've come to serve you. Oh, Apostle Paul said, have this mindset. Jesus came from heaven to earth, from glory to shame, from master to servant, from life to death. Jesus, the perfect one, came to die for our imperfections, our sin. Jesus lowered himself to lift us up. And you want to know what's beautiful? There was joy involved, great joy involved in his great sacrifice. 
Hebrews, Hebrews uh, chapter 12, verse 2 says, For the joy set before him, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Joy was his as he considered dying on the cross, obeying the Father, and thinking about you and me. And this word joy that's all through the book of Philippians, it's in the title of our series, um, Addison, if you go to the next slide, is simple acrostic, right? Maybe you've seen this before, and it fits the verses we said. Joy comes from putting Jesus first, then others, then you. And I love in God's kingdom and his economy, when we're living as we should, it brings God joy, it brings others joy, and it brings us joy as well. joining us today. We hope you were blessed by today's message. For more great content and information about Refinery Church, find us at wearerefinery.com and our socials, We Are Refinery. If you would like to help support and give to the ministry, visit our website at wearerefinery.com forward slash give. See you on our next episode at the Refinery Church Podcast.